We look forward to seeing you at Two Days of Truth being presented by Beyond Labels. It's our fourth annual Two Days of Truth Summit. This year's theme is Detox is for Everybody. We're bombarded by everything from chemtrails to EMFs to pesticides, herbicides, even uh, toxic people. We're going to deal with all of these aspects at the Two Days of Truth Summit coming up. Sina, give us the final information. I'm really excited about this summit. I think this is going to be our best one yet. It's June 14th and 15th at Polyface Farm. We have some fantastic speakers like Sayer G, the founder of Green Med Info, uh, Dr. Leland Stillman, who's been featured by Wise Traditions lately, Hilda Labrada-Gore, affectionately known as Holistic Hilda, you and me, of course, we also have, for the first time ever, a kids and teens program. So now the adults can enjoy the adult side while they know that their kids and their teens are having fun while also being educated by Joel, myself, and Hilda. It's going to be a blast. And this year, what we're going to do is we're going to actually teach you ancient and modern techniques for how to detoxify the body, mind, and spirit. And we're going to help you put together a personalized plan like an action plan that you can take home and start. As soon as you arrive home, you can implement this action plan and start your detoxing. You know, listen, folks, Polyface is only eight hours from half of the U.S. population. Take a long weekend, come join us, and uh, you'll rub shoulders with other like-minded people, find our tribe, and be encouraged. It's a lonely place out there lots of times, especially if you're a bit of a maverick. So come and spend time with other mavericks and get encouraged, inspired, and enthused about living a more healthy life. So I love the topic for this year, detoxification. It is one of the most important topics that we could ever address at our health summit. Because as Joel mentioned, everyone, every single person needs to know how to detoxify their body, mind, and spirit in order to achieve optimal health and wellness. I think a homesteader is, um, is anyone who mentally, intentionally, moves toward a less dependent or shall we say disentangled uh, lifestyle uh, from, from, from the system. And so, uh, you know, you don't have to, you know, have a goat or a cow to be a homesteader. Uh, you have a homestead mentality. And that means, for example, uh, maybe you, you go to farmer's market and you buy a bushel of green beans, take them home and can them, for example. For your family that that's a homesteader mentality you may not um you may not you know it, it means that you you might be on a in a herd share uh getting um you know getting raw milk in a herd share and you make your own yogurt okay from the from the raw milk that you get in the herd share that's a homesteader mentality Hello, welcome to Beyond Labels. I'm Dr. Sina McCullough, and I'm here with our favorite farmer, Joel Salatin. And Joel has a new book that you can purchase right now. It's called Homestead Tsunami, Good for Our Country, Critters, and Kids. Joel, this is amazing. Another book. What number is this? Is this like 999,000? <laughs> no, it's not number 16. Number 16, yeah. Number 16. I love it. Sweet, sweet 16. <laughs> this is fantastic. I'm excited because Joel has told me he is sending me a copy. So I made the list. <laughs> I'll get mine soon. Um, I have not read the book yet. I'm eager to do it. But Joel has read me the table of contents. And I'm telling you, I'm like biting at the chomp to get this one. 
It sounds fabulous. What I want to do first, though, is I want to ask Joel about who is a homesteader? Like, What is the definition of a homesteader in his opinion? Because I think many of us hear the word homesteader and we tend to tune it out, right? We tend to think, oh, that's not me. Like, unless you're in it, unless you're out there on the farm, you're raising pigs, you're growing your own vegetables. We tend to think we're not actually homesteaders, but you have a much broader definition of it that I think might surprise quite a few people. So let's start there. What is your definition of a homesteader? Yeah, I, I think a homesteader is um, is anyone who mentally, intentionally moves toward a less dependent or, shall we say, disentangled uh, lifestyle uh, from 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 the system. And so, uh, you know, you don't have to, you know, have a goat or a cow to be a homesteader. Uh, you have a homestead mentality, and that means, for example. Uh, maybe you you go to farmer's market and you buy a bushel of green beans, take them home and can them, for example, for your family. That that's a homesteader mentality. You may not um, you may not you know it, it means that you you might be on a, in a herd share, uh, getting um, you know getting raw milk in a herd share, and you make your own yogurt, okay, from the from the raw milk that you get in the herd share. That's a homesteader mentality. It, it you know think of it as a as a human pack rat you know that that, that kind of um, um you know get your own stuff find your own stuff uh get your own stuff and and indeed i would even suggest um takes an interest in vocational skills to learn how to fix a small engine to learn how to do some woodworking to to learn a barterable a barterable skill um so that if you know, if the wheels fall off and 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 you are in a position, so you have a skill, you, you have an actual practical, visceral skill that you can that you can barter for things. Though that is all wrapped up in kind of the homestead mentality. I like that. And you know, it's interesting because this is beyond labels, right? But as soon sure. as you mention homestead, that's a label. And that's why I want to kind of um, I want to kind of break free and help people break free of that label because I would consider myself, I guess, a homesteader if you have to label it uh, because I homeschool. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's kind of a mentality that you have. It's like, it's, it's coming from the heart. It's a heart space. So it's like, if you're, if you're focusing your heart, your intention on the home, that to me, that is a homesteader. So if I'm homeschooling, right, then I'm mm -hmm. a homesteader. If I'm going out and I'm providing my, I'm, I'm going to a local farmer and I'm supporting them by, you know, getting the food from there and then bringing it home, even if I'm not canning it, but I bought it from the local farmer, bringing it home and I'm preparing this nice home cooked meal for my kids. My heart is in the home. And so I am home studying but what do you think am i stretching the bounds well, of that <laughs> you, you might you might be stretching a little bit i, I don't want to you know make it make it sound like anything goes but um but but i i think i think the basic concept is we we live in a very um um outside the home mentality uh, lifestyle uh, uh, uh the the modern home has essentially become uh, a pit stop between everything that's meaningful in life that that takes place outside the home. And so so to me, 
um, uh, while while the actual idea of homesteading, uh, obviously it, it was developed by Abraham Lincoln in the Homestead Act, and I, I have a chapter on on that whole you know how that developed and what came of the the, eight, the 1862 Homestead Act, where where the the, the word was actually coined and used, um, and and and, um, and and so I, I think that the the notion that the home becomes that, that our life becomes home centric as opposed to outside home home centric. So this includes, you know, making your own entertainment. Uh, I mean, think about Laura Ingalls Wilder and how, you know, uh, people, people wrote poetry. They, they made little plays in their house. I mean, you know, our, our kids did marionette shows, you know, that they invented themselves and then they'd call Teresa and I up and they'd put on this little marionette show with their little, you know, uh, uh, stuff. We didn't even know that they were doing it. You know, th this, but why could they do it? Well, because our life was not was not taken up by being outside the home all the time, and, and so so there was time to actually develop uh, develop entertainment skills, uh, uh, competency, uh, um, proficiency at tasks. This was all part of 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 home of a home centric lifestyle. Yeah, I think this book is so timely because we are seeing this in our culture that there's kind of an erosion, right? Erosion of the family unit, right? There's an erosion of a feeling of self-worth, yes. um, an erosion of even like self-love, right? Mm -hmm. And um, feeling like we have accomplished something, right? There, these things are all kind of eroding in our culture. And you have chapters in this book where you are specifically addressing this in particular yeah. for children, right? Mm -hmm. So um, in one of them that caught my eye was a chapter titled, I Like Me. Yes. And I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, this is yeah. so, I think I have really affected you, Joel. Yeah. I know you have, of course you have. Um, Sina, can, can I read a couple, a couple paragraphs from this? I would this love chapter? that. Um, yes. The chapter the chapter title I like me. So here it goes. Here it goes. Am I valuable? If so, where is my value best actualized? What can I contribute to society, to family, to the world? These are heady questions with profound practical implications. Affirming individual worth and feeling needed are primal requirements for emotional and physical functionality. Nearly every school shooting involves a person who feels worthless or unworthy. Whether it's bullying, poor grades, not fitting in, or socio-political prejudice, these violent people, by and large, feel unable to contribute positively. In vengeance, retribution, or a final effort to be noticed, they commit horrendous violence against others. That's how that chapter starts. And, um, you know... Uh, Next page, at any rate, the two things that constantly seem to bubble to the surface when dealing with unhappy young people are affirmation and expectations. And so the the chapter goes on to talk about um, is, is, you know, um, here, so here is my completely unscientific, anecdotal, old geezer, observational hypothesis. All right, here it is accomplishment drives worthiness 
Accomplishment drives worthiness. The rest of this chapter builds on this idea. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I go on in that. So, so yes, um, it's a, it's a, th th this book is about, is about why uh, and, and the, and the societal and familial ramifications that happen when we actually have things like chores to do, meaningful tasks, self-worth comes from successfully accomplishing meaningful tasks. It doesn't come from patting your children on the head, saying you're a good little boy, good little girl. Um, um, all, no, self-worth develops from successfully accomplishing meaningful tasks. And, and, and unfortunately in many homes today, children don't actually have any meaningful tasks to do. You know, food comes from the grocery store. Um, you know, mom cleans the toilets. Uh, you know, uh, uh, somebody else does the laundry. I mean, when our daughter went to college, she was in a suite. She was off campus with in, in a suite with there were four girls per suite. And, and and she was the only one of the of the four who knew how to run a vacuum cleaner. She was the only one of the four who knew how to take the trash out to the to the sidewalk. She was the only one of the four who brought any. We, we, I'm sure she's the only student that actually took more food than 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 clothing. Um, you know, when we took her to school, we uh, we we, you know, we canned all this meat and different things, you know. And she had these, and, and we come taking in boxes of 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 pint jars of canned chicken, you know, and all this stuff. And girls, what in the world is that, you know? I mean, she was the only one who knew how to cook, uh, um, you know, and. And so, uh, and and guess what? That means when the other three got drunk, who did they call to bring them home? They called her. And, and so, so this is this is the um, uh, feeling your feeling your your own affirmation and worth comes from actually practically and viscerally accomplishing meaningful tasks and a home and a homestead offers that you know there's chores to do there's you know there's um there's eggs to put away there's uh there's canning to do there's uh you know all, all these other things and so you mentioned cooking so cooking would be considered in your definition as part of homesteading right absolutely yeah then yeah. I am a homesteader. <laughs> sure, sure. I, again, again, the homestead, the homestead mentality is uh, that you're not buying a bunch of jars and cans uh, of processed stuff from the supermarket, where you're you're putting yourself, you know, on the nefarious agendas of the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates. Uh, rather, you're you're actually um, again, I like the pack rat idea. You know, you're you're out, you're finding, you're vetting, and you're sleuthing. You're finding uh, uh, providence and 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 doing and using your kitchen to prepare, package, process, preserve. Okay, uh, and and you're doing that yourself and laying and laying by for yourself in your own larder. And guess what? That gives lots and lots of meaningful tasks for children to do. Hey, screw on those lids, wash those jars, uh, snap those beans, uh, cut that corn off the cob. Um, um, measure, measure out the, you know, get a quarter cup of salt, whatever, you know, and, and, and all of that, you know, so you've got fractions, you've got math, you've got, you've got uh, dexterity, um, uh, all these things. And when you're done, 
you have this wonderful food, you sit down and you eat it and you know, Hey, I did that. I did that. You know, I helped. Yes. I helped with that. And, and that is successfully accomplishing a meaningful task and that creates identity. Uh, so, you know, we have, we have a youth identity crisis in this country uh, right now. And, and you talk to any school counselor, read the news. I mean, it is a, it is an academic, it is an epidemic um, of 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 um, of identity problems uh, in our young people, and part of that, I, I'm 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 not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but uh, from what I read, I'm convinced that much of it is that that we have abdicated our youth, our children, um, from their from their meaningful tasks. I mean, we don't even have we don't even we don't even have paper paper boys anymore. Um, you know, think of the children. I mean, I ran into a lady. She grew up in Washington State when the apples were first uh, were first coming into the state, uh, all the big apple orchards. And she said, you know, um, uh, the the in the summer during apple picking season, the 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 orchard orchards would contract with the school division to use the school buses. They'd publish their schedule, um, you know, so all the kids knew. Uh, if they wanted a few dollars, uh, they could look at the schedule. And if they just showed up at the bus stop at, you know, eight o'clock on Thursday morning and, and they had, a, they had a, um, a height ruler, you, know, you had to be so tall. So, you know, you had to stand up against the little thing. You had to be this tall. And if you were that tall, then you jumped on the bus. Think about this. You jumped on the bus, you went out to the orchard and you, you picked apples all day. You got paid cash on the spot. Um, and, and you got and, and you had money to go to the matinee movie or buy mom and dad a Christmas present, that sort of thing. I mean, I mean that that whole that whole concept now is just is just so foreign to the average person to even think that you mean you mean the public schools collaborated with local businesses? Oh no, you know that's that's aiding and abetting businesses, you know, from the public largesse and 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 kids. Uh, all you know going out to work and exploiting children and uh, you know I mean we've got it, it's crazy and, and and the result of all this is that we have a youth identity crisis in our culture. Thank you for joining us on Beyond Labels. Our mission with this podcast is to make it accessible to everyone. But we are behind a paywall because the issues we discuss are often subject to censorship. We run into that and so we have an extremely modest paywall to let us have the freedom to discuss the kind of issues we want to discuss in the way we want to discuss them. And you can become a member and enjoy all this content by clicking on the description box below. We look forward to having you join our family.